The world is aggressively looking to influence them. And that's the, the hopelessness about the future or it's some empty promise of, of fulfillment that's not there. So how do we actively get ahead of them, leading them in discovery? How do you find and keep hope alive? I will find hope in what Jesus Christ did for me. My hope is centered totally, completely in him. I have hope today because of what Jesus did on the cross. His hope doesn't change. Hope is triumph in our trial. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. My name is John from the Afternoon Show on the Light FM. So good to be able to spend this time with you. And in the midst of everything going on, to pause long enough and talk about something that weighs on so many of us, parenting. You know, I remember days where being a young parent myself, I was so worried that making sure the pacifier was clean. And now that we've got a seven-year-old making sure they're not watching YouTube videos, they shouldn't be watching. And yet as students continue to grow, the challenges they face are real. And so we don't claim to be experts, but thankfully we know some folks who are just tremendously gifted and sharing insight to help us all know how can we encourage and support today's generation as they're growing and trying to figure this out, just like the rest of us. And so I'm so thankful and thrilled to be able to talk today with Camp Cedar Cliff Director Tim Brady in Asheville, North Carolina. As we're starting off our conversation today, one of the things that just seems to be so prevalent in our culture is how virtual we've gone. I mean, just mm. digitally, the way that we're communicating with people and connecting with people, it's just changed so much. Right. You know, I'm curious, you have people, you have students who come and spend time at Camp Cedar Cliff and you're encouraging and pouring into them. What are some of the things you're hearing that as they grow, they want their parents to know that maybe mm. parents have forgotten somewhere along the way? It is an interesting time that uh, kind of like in the in the broader perspective of the digital age that we're in, away from what happened in 2020 and what's going on now, but even more so this past year, it just got heightened because of um, because of the quarantining and the and the the isolation that takes place. And I would say if I hear one thing out of the kids that kept ringing for me was uncertainty. That's what I kept hearing. And, you know, I'm a positive guy. I I'm tend to be the guy in the room that, that likes to think about the solutions. <laughs> sure. And I, I'm not just trying to be a happy-go-lucky guy. I really think there is a lot of silver lining about what mm. we're seeing, not just this past year, but is the over kind of the 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 33,000 foot view of what where we're at in the digital age with this with young people. And it's not a whole lot different when you think about what's working, what are the solutions, than when we weren't in a digital age. It's still the same things of, of belonging, a child knowing where he belongs, consistency mm. in a child's life, and, and finding those places that, um, that a child feels insecure um, in, in building securities in their life. Didn't matter if you were a fifth grader or if you were in your fifth year of college, <laughs> they're kind of all talking about the same thing. You know, there's some real insecurities about what's taking place. But man, the silver linings are are pretty huge for for parents and ministry leaders. And we're all figuring it out. This is incredible. We've never been able to share the gospel like we have. Mm. And now we're talking to sixth, seventh, and eighth graders who have an understanding of technology beyond their parents who are going to grow up with this is this is their asset right. for ministry. There is a silver lining here, um, but at the same time, 
there is also, you know, what God means for good. Um, a lot of times Satan can twist and contort mm-hmm. and, and turn into evil. And so there is a huge opportunity for distraction for young people and a division between relationships with parents if it's just let float down the river, mm-hmm. if it's not guided. And, of course, you know, I can go on. You get me fired up here, John, talking about this because, <laughs> you know, it really does come back to Scripture. Mm. What a, If we as parents, we, if we as ministry leaders just kind of go by the guidance of what's what's trending What's the opportunity? What's the path that we feel like we can just grow or whatever it may be? Or, you know, it's going to keep peace in the home as parents. Instead of doing the hard work of what, what are the, what's the biblical philosophy of parenting? Mm. You know, going back to those scriptures that, that challenge us. I was thinking before the, we got together, even, um, you know, when it talks about in Ephesians 6, children obey your parents in the Lord. We always think of this passage um, as you know, a good passage for parents to quote to children. Hey, you better, you know, Ephesians <laughs> right. chapter six. You better listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better listen. If, if, if children obey your parents right. and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother that you may live long on the earth. You know, that was like a threat. <laughs> right. You will have a short life if you don't. But really the passage is a mandate on parents mm. because if my child is to honor me and if they're to obey me, the word, the, the Greek word obey there literally is translated to, to listen to, to hearken to. So if they're to listen to we as parents, mm-hmm. we better know what we're, t- what we're saying. <laughs> where where sure. are we getting our information from? So, you know, it, it comes down to this, not just down to this, but one of the key pieces is maintaining the relationship in, our, in our, the lives that we influence, whether you're a parent, ministry, leadership, that, um, that we're, we're establishing security in an insecure time. Yeah. We're establishing consistency where, where the world wants chaos in our kids' lives. What are the consistencies? And then, you know, the, the foundational piece here that, like I just mentioned, is going back to not just what's trending or what is what may be the new popular thing, but what are, what's a mm. biblical philosophy yeah. for, for leading our children? Yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, because as I was listening to you talk, uh, Tim's very, uh, very evident. You also have a passion to say, hey— we can't, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but we can't get so caught up in the, we're just so worried about the next generation. Everything's awful. Everything's changing, but that there's an excitement there and, and, and helping them to, just like we talk about in business, you want your team to catch the vision, to be excited about what's ahead, even if there are challenges. For a friend who's listening and maybe thinking, yes, I want that. I want for sure to be able to walk through that with my kids and to help them kind of think through that process in their life but I don't even know where to start. Maybe, maybe they've, they've done great about church attendance. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they've read a devotion every night. Maybe they haven't opened the Bible in years. And so as they're sitting here, they're thinking about this, and they're like, where do I begin to do that? Like, what are some practical steps to get us on the right path? What would you yeah. tell them? Well, you know, it'd be great to take whoever that is that's listening and sit down in a room and say, what, what is your exact situation? Mm. What is your, what's your influence on a young person? What has your influence been like in your life? But I see it through the eyes of a parent a lot more organically than I do a ministry leader. And I have four children. Libby and I have four children, um, three boys and a daughter, Sullivan, Sawyer, Sutton, and Sage. And um, 
I think about the fear I had going into parenting, even as a student pastor who should have all the right answers, right? You know everything, right? I know everything. You know, I'll just quote a verse and my children will automatically be blessed of the Lord and light will shine. But, you know, um, one, I'll tell you, I look back on our days. I love the the years where they were all teenagers in the house. It was amazing, full of difficulties and and struggles, you know, because their mom and dad were a mess when they were teenagers too. So we wouldn't expect any different, but I, I think back on those times and, and um, for one, I, I think that a, uh, an advantage that uh, the Lord really gave us early on was that we wanted to never stop leading in discovery and an adventure for our kids. And that meant you needed a positive outlook of what was going on in the future and what was the hope of, of the excitement mm. of what's ahead. Mm-hmm. The world is is aggressively looking to influence them, mm. and that's the the hopelessness about the future, or it's some empty promise of of fulfillment that's not there. So, how do we actively get ahead of them, leading them in discovery, whether that's in their walk with the Lord, in their own personal interests and passions? I remember when uh, my oldest son was fifteen years old, and he expressed to me an interest about um, about ministry. And, uh, you know, as a ministering dad, I'm, I, I'm having all these thoughts about this. In fact, he was at Crossroads Camp in the eighth grade when he surrendered to full-time ministry. When he wow. said, I want to be, I still got the little little slip yeah. when you show it to Clayton yeah. King sometime. But, you know, where he made that decision. And I can remember thinking, all right, now that he's 14, 15 years old, and he's really thinking about this, um, I, I stepped out by faith and said, let's mm. do a mission trip together. And I was in a position at church where, where I was able to involve him in a trip, and we ended up going to a trip to Kenya. And, you know, so there was nothing, for in the example of that, there was nothing in Asheville, North Carolina, pulling at Sullivan, 15-year-old, that could compete with another culture, tribal people, you know, missionary kids whose parents are on the field. I, I was exposing him to adventure and ministry that the world could not compete mm-hmm. with. And I'm telling you, it etched him. And, um, you know, same thing. Sawyer comes along. Hey, how do I lead you? What are your passions? How can I lead you? And I didn't get it right every time. But it was on purpose. It was intentional. And whether we're ministry leaders um, or, or parents, moms with young ladies, dads, especially dads with young men, not giving up because, you know, they're not asking why the sky's blue anymore or... It's simple things. It's much deeper things. But we got to keep leading in discovery. And before you know it, what happens is you're no longer necessarily leading in discovery. You're all of a sudden in discovery together. The future, I think, is exciting if we can get ahead of it and not let sit back and say, well, let's just see where this takes us. <laughs> sure. It's a great opportunity for ministry for these young people. And, um, and my generation sees it differently. It's different than it was when I was their, their age but they don't see it differently. This is just what it is. Mm. And so, yeah, Ephesians 6 and many other passages like it put the mandate on us. We, we better we better have something for them to listen to and, and to hearken to. At least in my life. I can look back at times and I can remember very clearly, okay, this was a year I tried this. Whether or not I was successful, we tried. But now, as I'm a dad of young kids and I'm starting to think, okay, I want them to live intentionally. Mm. I want them to do exactly what you're talking about. But Sometimes I'm afraid of failure. 
You know, sometimes I don't even want to set my own resolution because if I don't hit it, well, then what happens, you know? So how do you push past some of those insecurities as a parent and then be able to say, okay, to do exactly what you're talking about, we're going to discover and we're going to grow together as we kind of figure out some goals or maybe some character traits we want to develop? Yeah, man. Well, first of all, you know, I'm I'm the worst at setting New Year's resolutions, <laughs> sure. and failure is inevitable because we're human. Mm-hmm. You know, even Psalm 37, the Lord tells us that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. But though he fall, he will not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Man, David knew when he was writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, yes, God has steps ordained for us, and we should ordain our plans. Mm. We should make plans, but God has established his purpose and so I just say for the listener, let you off the hook. You're gonna mess up, especially for you that are their young parents. There's gonna be some 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 missteps. Psalm 37 promises you that. But um, though you fall, you will not be utterly cast down because the Lord's upholding. You're trusting the Lord to get you through this. This is gonna sound hyper spiritual, but I'm gonna tell you something that that's super simple. I would say start early to begin the consistent drip of prayer in your child's life. Now, I haven't done the math on how many hours total that is that have gone into prayer. My wife and I together saying their name to the Lord. Last night's no different. Now they're adults. Our youngest daughter's getting ready to go to college. But last night, we ended the day together praying for them by name and specifically. And, you know, it reminds me of um, when here in the mountains you go hiking, you get up here on a mountain and you see like a a granite rock by a waterfall and this thing's been chiseled out. Mm. And that rock's been chiseled out by drips of water or maybe runs of water that's chiseled granite. And in many ways, you know, it's... And I'm not, I don't want to be hyper-spiritual and people think I'm burning incense <laughs> in some big Bible study. There's sometimes, literally, I've been praying and I just like started going, you know, bunny rabbits because I'm asleep and I'm just, and he's waking me up. So it's not like some hyper-spiritual thing, but it's a consistent mm. drip. There's a security that comes in a child's life when they know these consistencies are in mom and dad. And so that would be my challenge for somebody. A New Year's resolution, even ministry leaders. Build consistencies in in the in the young people that we're influencing, because um, that creates a security, and that security creates a trust. And if we've got if we're prepared to influence with Ephesians six, we're going to give them some great words that they're going to hold on to because we've built that platform to speak from. I love that thought. Build consistency, and in, in a world that seems so inconsistent, yes. how key that is, and. You know, and speaking of consistency, you even mentioned it just a few moments ago. Camp Cedar Cliff continuing to operate to serve families, yes. even in the midst of crazy year. Fighting and to hang that's on. Right, yeah, that's no, right. That's right. Awesome. And still figuring out what's coming this year. I, just tell us a little bit more, maybe for a friend who's not familiar with the area, hasn't heard about Camp Cedar Cliff. Share your heart for what you do. Man, this isn't just camp. You want to talk about the hope of a nation? It's things like camp that are changing. You got to think about the long game here. And we're a part of changing, etching young lives with these same things Mm -hmm. of hope and wonder and discovery. And, you know, camp's unique. It's not just a spiritual opportunity for a kid to have a time in the woods with the Lord and and, and other like-minded people, great mentors as, as a young staff that they get to look up to as heroes, incredible experience. But, you know, there's there's also breakdown because you've got a cabin of, of 10 boys 
that are from all different cultures, all different races, all different, you know, um, kind of financial backgrounds. And they break those barriers down. And you find them at the end of the week with their arms around each other and their, and their cabin pictures and running over to mom say, hey, meet this. And they're from Kentucky and this right. one's from Florida. And for me, I'm sitting back going, this is it. This is, this is, we... We ought to have a national mandate that every kid goes to camp <laughs> and, and it ought to be Camp Cedar Cliff right. because this, again, you know, you look at how difficult this year is. COVID in many ways has been an incredible experience for Camp Cedar Cliff. We praise God we were able to have camp this summer. We're wide open. We believe we're going to set records this summer. We'd have one case of COVID this summer, not one high temperature in our summer staff. God just protected us to have ministry. It was amazing. We did all the protocols. Mm. And, um, but I believe it's going to be huge this summer, not just so we're out here throwing Frisbees and roasting marshmallows. This is etching, you know, a 12, a 12 year old gets one summer at 12. And if you can etch that with a positive experience of belonging and intentionality, and God has a plan and purpose for your life, you're loved. Your life is intentional. You etch that in a 12 year old. For the rest of their life, they tell what I call at-camp stories, you know? It's like when I run into people and say I'm a camp director, they go, you know, when I was, and I'm, I'm waiting for it, <laughs> at-camp, they would tell some sure. funny story, and yeah. sometimes it was a struggle. But, um, you know, I had I had uh, dinner about a year ago with some families up here in Montreal, and I was sitting across the table from a doctor and his wife, and he was telling me that he was a missionary in, in Africa, medical missionary, and he's telling me this huge story, and I'm and Libby and I have a passion for Africa too, and so I'm just hearing all this story and and about what he's doing in ministry, and and um and I said, wow, that's great, and he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm the director at Camp Cedarcliff. You know what he said to me? He said, you're not gonna believe this, Tim. He goes, I got saved at nine years old when I was at your camp. Wow. See, this isn't we're not playing games. It was Travis Johnson who mm-hmm. since has passed away uh, of cancer and an incredible hero of the faith him and his wife Amy and they've been doing this on the on the African mission field but his walk with the Lord started between cabin 6 and the amphitheater his testimony getting saved wow. on the trail there and so you know a lot of people have at camp stories and what we're doing is um is incredible foundation it's foundation for these kids lives well, let's say that our friend then would like to have some at-camp stories for their kiddos. Where can they go to learn more? Well, obviously, CampCedarCliff.org and backslash several different things that you're really <laughs> interested in. Um, but we we really we start day camp at five years old and put mm. them in pods of other five-year-olds with two of the best young people they would ever be around for the week. Or if it's not a day camp, we have overnight camp, one-week and two-week programs um, all summer long. We're already um, closing out some of the sessions because of such a huge demand. Um, but yeah, go to campcedarcliff.org. You can follow us, um, on Instagram. We have pretty active Instagram and go to our, our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of, of content on our YouTube channel at, uh, Camp Cedar Cliff on YouTube. So yeah, check us out. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for your time. I know you're busy, but, uh, I think you're, uh, you bring such great reminders in, in time of inconsistency to find the positive, to find ways to discover together and to find consistency and, Thank you for what you, your team, uh, your college students to come in during the summertime to help. Uh, Thank you for making the difference and investing the way you do. Amen. Glad to be here.